The founder of Patagonia, Yvonne Chouinard, was on an outdoor podcast talking about his love of nature. And as usual, uh, he has a lot of just interesting things to say. And some things I didn't, um, I learned for the first time, even though I've read a few books on them. So he says, I just started out my business. I was making climbing gear. I was blacksmithing. I was resentful of being drafted into the military. I tried everything to get out of the draft. I heard Japanese got out of their draft by drinking a whole lot of soy sauce. So I drank a whole bunch of soy sauce. I puked it all up. They sent me to Korea. I just thought that was humorous. Um, So he was asked, like, how did he start blacksmithing? He started blacksmithing uh, by teaching himself because he had a real need. He says, I got myself a forge, an anvil, and a book on blacksmithing. I went down to the junkyard and got some steel. I made my first pitons. They worked great. This is actually the, the, the business that he was building, which was making climbing equipment, um, that led him to accidentally start at Patagonia. He realized, hey, there's no profit in this, um, so I'll start selling clothes as a way to support uh, my blacksmithing, uh, I guess, business. It was a business more so than a hobby. So he says, I made them for myself. We were at the cutting edge of big wall climbing in those days. For the climbs we were doing, you had to have these things. And then this gives you an idea of why you had to start Patagonia. He says, I could make two an hour and I'd sell them for $3 a piece. So if your work is only bringing in $6 an hour, you know, it's kind of it's hard to, to continue to make a living. Um, and then we get an insight into his personality, which I particularly like. He says, I don't like anybody telling me what to do, and I don't like to tell anybody else what to do. Uh, I lead a very simple life. I don't have a phone. He actually talks about he has a, his dad used to play tricks on him when he was younger, and he would, like, shock him. And so he has this, like, uh, aversion to electricity, and he just loves being outdoors. He just prefers that to this day. But he also did respect his dad. He says, my old, my old man was a tradesman. He could build build a whole house himself. In the podcast, Yvonne talks about he feels that we are regressing as a as a like as a per, as people on the the skill sets that we actually possess today are less than than in uh, in the past. So he talks about like his dad would be able to build his own so home, his own home. How many people could do that? He talks about like what would happen if there was like bombings in America, like there were. He uses the example of like Syria and other like things that are happening in current events. He's like, most of us wouldn't know how to support ourselves. So he's very much um, like believes in, I wouldn't say radical self-reliance, but doing things for yourself and learning new skills. Like he just demonstrated here with the blacksmith. He's like, well, I didn't know how to be a blacksmith, but, you know, I can read, I can learn these things. And I think that that mindset, whatever you apply it to, it's just it's you have to have it in life. I guess that's the point I'm making. Regardless, you're not going to go down the same path he did. But just this idea that, hey, you know what, Uh, I need to be able to rely on myself. And I need to be able to make sure that I can learn new things and uh, and keep increasing the set of skills I have in my life. I just think that's really really good advice. Uh, to that point, he said he never did good, uh, never did well in school, and he says I didn't let school get in the way of my education. Um, he talks about this is really interesting considering you know the business he built, this massively successful private company. I think in the podcast he says he has like three thousand employees, but he says I'm not for this globalism business. I think we should hunker down and work locally. I have traveled all over the world and cultures are being lost everywhere. So what he means by that is like everybody just copies. He's like, he was in New Zealand. New Zealand looks very much like America now. And like, uh, you see that when you travel. It's just like, man, the same stores, the same businesses are everywhere. Um, So what he wants, he he says like he's inspired by nature. He says nature loves diversity. They're always constantly creating new things. Humans love control and centralization. So he's much more. Think about what he just said. I don't like people telling me what to do. I don't like to tell other people what to do. He's not big on control and centralization, but he does love the diversity that you obviously see in nature. Uh, he has a unique idea here about um, 
not only does it apply to businesses, politics, and everything else, but he's just not big on compromise. Um, he definitely is not living his life. Like, he's living his life based on his terms, on what he wants to do, and he just he's not really going to compromise about that. And he says, compromise never solves a problem. It leaves both sides feeling cheated. Uh, this is one of my favorite ideas. It talks, he talks about it in his book, um, uh, Let My People Go Surfing. The Educational Reluctant Businessman. I've read, I don't know what, over a hundred and something biographies now by, by at this point for, uh, for founders. This is definitely in the top 10. Like I think every single person that wants to live a life on their own terms, whether it's through entrepreneurship, through whatever it is you're doing, I'd read that book. It's fascinating. But he says, I learned early on to invent your, uh, to invent your own games. That way you can always be a winner. Avoid games that produce one winner and a bunch of losers. Um, and then... This also speaks to me. He says, life is a lot easier if you break the rules and if you try to conform to them. It is a lot more fun. That is the way I've always run my company. I never wanted to be a businessman, so I decided to do it on my own terms. I didn't have to act like one of these greaseball businessmen that I did not respect. That led to, this is the important part, that led to a method of doing business that is different than anybody else. It works unbelievably well. So he's going to give me an example of, of just doing things on your own terms, deciding, hey, this sounds like a good idea. Let's do it. One of my employees suggested on a Black Friday, let's give all of our revenue away. And this means revenue. It's not profit like some people do, like literally every single dollar in sales we're going to give away. So Yvonne says, okay, let's do it. The year before on Black Friday, we did $2.5 million. Uh, we advertised it on social media. The word got out. We did, it was actually over 10, I wrote 10 million here. That's not correct. We did over, he did over $10 million that day. Uh, but this is the important part. We did over $10 million. 60% of the sales came from people who had never bought from us before. In business, you can't believe how difficult it is to get a new customer. You could spend $5 million for a Super Bowl ad and you wouldn't get the new customers we got from this. And then uh, not only that, they thought, he said, we thought the sales would go down after Black Friday, but now he's got a bunch of returning customers. So what happens? He says the sales kept climbing and climbing and have been climbing ever since. And he talks about like they just redid the, the, the mission of Patagonia. He's trying, he's very concerned about climate change. He wants, he's, I think the new, I don't know if it's mission saving. Anyways, the goal of Patagonia is now to save their home planet. Yvonne's an outdoorsman. He's been obviously fishing and hunting and mountain climbing and uh, just, he, li he lives outdoors 24 seven. So it's very important to him. And he's seen over the course of his life, like a lot of changes happening. He, he feels he's, de he's depressed. He feels like. Uh, like it's too late anyways for humans that, that doesn't mean you don't try to do anything different but it just feels like ine inevitable it's inevitable that humans will be the cause of our own demise as a species he says the planet will keep like they'll just shrug us off and they'll keep going so um so his viewpoint though is like you know he's he's getting involved in politics he's donating money he's looking at anything he can do to help and his main point here is what i'll leave you on he says the solution to depression is action.